the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Law Offices of Selwyn Whitehead is a debt relief agency under federal law and provides legal assistance to consumers seeking debt relief under the United States Bankruptcy Code. This is Selwyn's Law. Every week at this time, we get to hear from Selwyn Whitehead. She's not just an attorney at law. Selwyn knows her stuff and doesn't shy away from the truth, even when it's ugly. Her Bay Area practice focuses on helping her clients to manage their wealth through estate and tax planning, to managing their debt through reconstruction or bankruptcy. And now, it's time for Selwyn's Law. Good day, and welcome once again to Selwyn's Law. My name is Selwyn Whitehead, and I'm a California Bar-admitted attorney and also a bankruptcy law certified specialist who's been certified by the State Bar of California's Board of Legal Specialization. Now, in addition to my JD, I also hold a couple of other master's degrees in law, and that is to say, I am a master of the laws of taxation law and also a master of the laws of intellectual property laws. Now, both of my great degrees, as you know, came from my favorite alma mater, Golden Gate University, which is located in the beautiful city of San Francisco. Now, because of my training, my experiences, And most importantly, my lifelong interest in business and economics and the role that they play in the lives of everyday people like you and me, I primarily practice bankruptcy law, but I also do debt wealth management, estates and trusts, real estate, and of course, taxation law. And as I've shared with you many times before, I'm proud to say that it's part of my practice. I sometimes have the opportunity to seek out and at least attempt to vindicate the rights of seniors who find themselves the victims of some of the more pernicious forms of financial elder abuse that can result in a total wipeout of a lifelong worth of savings in a matter of moments. So I'm always uh, happy to do whatever I can to assist seniors. And as more and more of us become seniors, I have more and more opportunities to try to help them vindicate their economic rights. So I'm coming to you again today from my continued voluntary lockdown in my makeshift studios in my home in another great city of the world, the always beautiful city of Oakland, California. And I'm coming to you to discuss some of the financial and legal issues confronting individuals, families, and small business owners. But once again, I have to say this every time, (laughs) please note that this show does not provide any legal advice, nor am I developing an an attorney-client relationship with anyone within the sound of my voice. Instead, this show strives strictly to serve as an educational forum for the exchange of information from me to you that might be helpful to you as you begin your search for more detailed information that's tailored to your specific set of facts and circumstances because everybody's set of facts and circumstances are different. And hopefully uh, this discussion that we have each week uh, will provide you with at least an outline of some of the key issues that you need to help you seek out and find qualified professional help 
to help you resolve your issues or your disputes with other people concerning your finances. Okay, and I do this because, as I'm known for saying, representing yourself in a legal matter is just like taking a butter knife to a gunfight. You're going to lose more than likely unless there's a miracle. (laughs) And, and, And so you need to know this. And what I'm talking about is not your own mortal being, but your righteous claims and your valid defenses. If you take a butter knife to a legal gunfight, they're likely going to see the promised land way before you do. So once again, in case you haven't guessed it, the the purpose of Selwyn's Law is to discuss the law related to your money and finances. And in today's strange economic situation, more than likely the lack thereof and what you need to consider to protect your and or your families and or your small businesses and or your employees, monetary health, wealth and uh, money-related well-being as I understand these concepts in this non-threatening educational form. So, for the last few weeks, we've been discussing how and why the stock market is divergent from our overall economy. But we have also examined how and why, on the other hand, Regular folks like you and me need to at least have an overall understanding of how the stock market works and, uh, you know, basically so we won't be hoodwinked by charlatans both inside and outside the financial marketplace and the political arena who want us to think that the stock market itself is an end all and be all in the best way. Uh, to, to deal with determining whether our economy is on a good, solid foundation. Uh, but, but, you know, and so we need to know about the stock market, and some of us should actually be directly invested in it. But, you know, it's not the only tool that we need to prepare for our retirement. As I told you share with you before, there's three primary buckets that will fund a retirement. That is to say, our direct or indirect investments in the stock market, mostly via our 401ks for most of us. And if we are fortunate enough to work for a company that has a defined uh, 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 benefit plan, as opposed to a defined contribution plan, a defined benefit plan is where they will provide you X number of dollars because they're investing. They take part of their profits and invest it in the stock market professionally. So they guarantee that you're going to get a pension when you, you retire. But unfortunately, back in the beginning in the 70s, 80s, and through the 90s, most of us who work for corporations, we had a defined benefit pension. But those were converted to defined contribution plan, and they psyched us all out into thinking, well, now Selwyn, instead of XYZ Corporation investing money for your pension, you get to make the decision, and we'll, make, we'll define our contribution. So if you pony up $100 a week, we'll match it. You know, that's not such a good deal. We lost a lot because, first off, 
under the defined benefit plan that still exists for people who work for the government and some firefighters and police persons and the like. But for most regular people who even work for big corporations, it's a 401k plan. The business gets to take a a tax write-off by making a contribution that's not managed professionally. It's managed by you and me. And half the time, we don't know what the hell we're doing. So, but still, if you're fortunate enough to work for government, you have a defined benefit pension uh, to help you. And the third vehicle, besides 401k, defined benefit plan, Social Security. And so that's really what I'm trying to get you, get us all to focus on. Are these three buckets going to be enough for us to have a secured uh, uh, 25 to 30 years in retirement? And I got to say, I don't think it's going to happen. Once again, folks, here are the facts. This time from another independent, non-political, trusted source. The Pew Research Center, in an article it published on its website, www.pewresearchoneword.org forward slash fact dash tank forward slash 2020 for this year slash 03 for March slash 25. And it was published on March 25, 2020. It's major findings can be summed up in this statement. While a relatively small share of American families, 14%, are directly invested in the stock market, a majority, 52%, have some level of investment in the market. Most of this comes from retirement accounts such as 401ks. Again, 401k is a defined contribution plan from your employer. You match it. You decide of of an array of of options where you want to put your money. And it's different from a pension, which is a defined benefit plan. Now, then the the article goes on to, um, in my opinion, to show how by income level, race, and ethnicity, and age, there is no way in hell the median amount of money invested by families will sustain us in our old age. Okay, so highlights from the chart. Okay, according to Pew, 52% of families are invested in the stock market directly or indirectly, mostly through their 401ks. Guess how much they have in the stock market? $40,000. Hmm, I'm going to live probably 25 or 30 years in retirement. $40,000 is a little bit more than $1,000 a year. Hmm, I sure hope Social Security is going to be there to make up the difference. Then they break it down by income level. People making less than $35,000 are 19% of the population. They have $8,400. People making between thirty-five and 52000 or thirty-five and let's say 53000 44% of the population. Guess how much they have in their pension? 
$12,000. Then they, they go on to look at people making between fifty-three and $100,000. 66% of them have money in, the, in their 401ks. Guess how much they have? $26,000. Now, people making more than $100,000, 88% of them have money invested in the stock market via their 401ks for the most part. $138,700. Okay? That's not going to take you very far for 25 or 30 years that you're going to be in retirement. Then they break it down by ethnicity and race. 61% of white people have money in the stock market, but they have $51,400. Now, we're going to take a short break. uh, And when we come back, we're going to continue our discussion on what we as a society need to consider if we don't want to have a bunch of old people with no income making up the majority of our society. Stay tuned. Now back to Selwyn's Law. Once again, your host, Selwyn Whitehead. Welcome back to Selwyn's Law as we continue our discussion on what not only retiring seniors need to consider before we retire, but what we as an entire society need to consider to make sure that we don't have a bunch of old folks with no income trying to figure out how to survive for the 25 to 30 years that we're all likely going to be in retirement. So before we left, I was sharing you um, so a research finding from the Pew Research Center talking about the composition of the retirement holdings. So those are direct holdings. About 12 or so percent of our uh, uh, population have direct investments in this uh, stock market. Uh, But a total of 52% of us have at least an indirect um, uh, uh, valuation in the stock market. And I was breaking it down uh, by income level uh, and then started to talk about the breakdown by race, including uh, the amount. So uh, uh, picking up where I left off, white people in America – of them, 61% have either a direct or indirect investment in the stock market. But the amount is about, it's 51400 And these are a median numbers, meaning that, you know, there's an equal amount of folks that have more as there are less. So it's not an average, it's the median. Okay. Black folks, 31% of us are invested in the stock market either directly or indirectly. But guess how much we have? We have $12,000. That's the median amount. So that's not going to take us very far in retirement. And uh, Hispanic or Latinx uh, individuals, 28% of them are invested in the stock market. But they have less uh, 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 mean, median value than blacks. It's $10,800. And then... Uh, then if we look at it by race, uh, 41% of the folks uh, th- that was raised, if we look at by age, uh, 35%, uh, uh, let, me, let me start over again. If we look at it by age, 
That is to say, folks under 35 Forty-one percent of them have money invested in the stock market directly or indirectly, but they only have seventy-seven hundred dollars. Folks between the ages of thirty-five to forty-four, fifty-six percent of those people have uh, money invested in the stock market, but it's only twenty-two thousand um, dollars. And uh, people between the ages of forty-five and fifty-four. 57% have money invested in the stock market directly or indirectly, but they only have $51,000. People in the pre-retirement age, 55 to 64, 58% of them have um, money invested. But in accord with what I shared with you last week, that figure is $80,000. And the Pew has also looked at people who are in retirement age, uh, people 65 plus, Half of us have money directly or indirectly invested in the stock market, but it's $100,000. $100,000 is not going to take us past more. Some people need $100,000 a year. But even if you could get by on $25,000 a year, that's only going to take you the first four years of your retirement. So I'm, I'm going through all these iterations to show you that while people focus on the stock market as an indicator uh, of our economic well-being, it's a false indicator. Uh, uh, they're bifurcated. One has nothing to do with the other. But people do need to be invested in the stock market to um, underwrite their future. Some of us will use that money when we're young to buy a house or send our kids to college. But most of us will need it to take care of our retirement. So... You do need to know how to invest money in the stock market because it's one of the three pillars. Now, one of the pillars that's causing me the most concern is what's going on with our Social Security. And I share with you from another um, uh, non-political, although maybe not quite, um, because they do get involved in, in lobbying. And that's the AARP. Now, they have an article uh, that's up on their website at www.aarp.org forward slash retirement forward slash social security uh, forward slash info. Uh, and this article was written on September 4th and published, uh, written by a gentleman by the name of John Wagoner. And the title of the report is CBO, that stands for Congressional Budget Office, dash Social Security Trust Fund to be depleted by 2031. Okay, it's 2020. Today, <laughs> this is, I'm recording this on November 1st, 2031. The Congressional Budget Office, part of our government whose job is to do projections has estimated that the Social Security Trust Fund will be depleted 11 years from now or, or sooner. And according to Mr. Wagner in his article, the Social Security Old Age and Survivor Insurance, OASI Trust Fund, which pays benefits to retired workers and their survivors, will run short of money in 2031, according to a new forecast by the Congressional Budget Office. 
That's one year earlier than the CBO's 2019 projections and three years earlier than the projections issued in April by the Social Security trustees. Now, it goes on to say, economic damage from the pandemic hit the trust fund hard. Nevertheless, even if money in the old age and survivor's insurance trust fund were exhausted, there will still be sufficient income, uh, incoming revenue to pay over three-fourths of scheduled benefits in 2031 and beyond for retirees and survivors. So I'm going to put a pin in that. When the money runs out, because of interest payments and, uh, and, and the growth of the money, uh, they say, nonetheless, Social Security will be able to pay. But did you hear that part? Three-fourths. Now, if the average person gets around $1,000 and because the trust fund is depleted, that's going to go down to $750. And maybe you might be getting paid $1,000, but you really need $15 or $2,000. Getting two-thirds of it is better than getting nothing, but that's going to cause a financial hardship to a lot of folks. Now, the article goes on to explain why there's a change in the forecast. The earlier trustees report didn't take into account the effect of COVID-19 because the pandemic was just unfolding when they produced that report back last spring, just six months ago. The CBO's report incorporates a clear picture of the ravages of the COVID-19 into its forecast. Social Security is funded by a 12.4% payroll tax split between employees and employers. But payroll tax revenue dropped as the wave of unemployment hit the nation. In July, the unemployment rate was 10.2% versus just 3.5% in February. This year, payroll taxes will be enough to fully fund retirement benefits to the beneficiaries. Next year, however, the Social Security Administration will have to tap into the $2.8 trillion in this OASI trust fund to help pay retirees and their beneficiaries and to pay their survivors. If trust fund assets would be depleted in 2030, according to the CBO projections, and in 2031, beneficiaries would be paid only from incoming payroll tax revenues, unless Congress does something about it. Now, think about it. I'm hoping our economy recovers and we'd have full employment, but who knows what the future holds. That's why I'm bringing this subject to you. I want you to think about it because we have a very important election coming up and some of our elected officials are making some strange noises about they don't want to continue to fund the um, Social Security Trust Fund. So I'm going to leave it there for now. 
But as we like to say here at Selwyn's Law, we always want to stay on the right side of the law, including making sure that we have laws that will underwrite our retirement. We need elected officials that will make sure that happens. Something that we need to consider for this upcoming election. So take care, wear your mask, social distance, wash your hands. Till next time, take care. Thank you for taking the time to listen to Selwyn's Law. Remember, the law office of Selwyn Whitehead is a designated debt relief agency under the federal law and provides legal assistance to consumers seeking relief under the bankruptcy code. When it comes to your finances and your rights, seek no other than the law office of Selwyn Whitehead. Selwyn is your go-to finance attorney, specializing in estate planning, wealth management, bankruptcy, tax, and real estate law. In other words, Selwyn knows her way around the dollar, and your rights are protected by our laws. Protect your money. Know your rights. Partner with Selwyn Whitehead. For immediate assistance, or if you have questions, call 510-633-1276, 510-633-1276, or go to selwynwhitehead.com. The preceding paid program is sponsored by the Law Office of Selwyn Whitehead, who is solely responsible for its content. 